CrossPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. I'm a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to CrossPolitik with Gabe Wrench, the Waterboy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Happy New Year. Welcome to CrossPolitik. 2018 edition. We're Hey, guess what? We're entering into season three. Uh, David. Oh, this smells so good. What is that noise? Huh? David. What? He's what? making coffee. What? We started the show. Oh, what is that? that? Smells good. I'm ready for some. Uh, I'm ready for some of the coffee. Oh, this you is, this, this is cross politics. Politic. Oh, it's a sovereignty roast. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, I think I've only had this coffee like three times in my life. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I come. In, yeah. Really? Do, do you not? Do we not give you a bag? Uh, what, you don't have this on rotation on your purchase list. Uh, what? What? Well, co- what do you drink coffee? Yes, I do. Every, whoa, whoa, I, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, 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 wait! It's you, not. You, you drink coffee. Yeah, but you ain't, yeah. You, you, ain't, you, you ain't drinking that cross politic coffee. Oh, no. uh, you know, I, it's not oh, in the store. He drinks that that okay. trailer trash Starbucks so coffee. You, but you tell everybody, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But you tell everybody they should be drinking that cross politic coffee. Yeah. You, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> now, that's good. We, we was talking about something. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, hey, happy New Year. We're getting into, believe it or not, season. Three of cross I'm trying politics. to forgive you right now, Pastor. I'm trying to forgive I can't, you. I can't move this segment along. I'm having a hard time no, here. I'm, no, no. Because he's making coffee. David's not going to let gonna, you I'm, get, I'm, get away with this, Toby. I, I, I just think it's hypocrisy. I'm, 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 go ahead. You were saying you something. you going to call the pastor huh? out? On what? No, I, I, no, I didn't say that. I was My head was thinking stuff, and stop. I didn't what have the filter in place yet because I was so, making. So anyway, you were saying. But that. I come here every week, and you don't make me coffee. Oh, it's my fault. <laughs> okay. it's, it's the black man's okay. fault I'm sorry master Next time I just make you some coffee Hey don't you got like a song for us to play or something Or are we going to play that later <laughs> What, what? Okay. what? Oh, man. You better move That's on great. Right? Okay. Is, this, is this a new Is this a new setup Yeah oh oh yeah So we actually have our first Cross politics studio Coffee grinder And then water heater and french pressing isn't that great? Hey, happy new year. Yeah. For real. Happy new year. <laughs> we got our, we can now make our own coffee in the studio All right. now. All right. Every time when we made coffee in the past, we had to like grab our wives <laughs> grinders and everything. Wait, wait. And you grabbed your wife's grinder. You grabbed your wife's no, grinder. No, 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 I did. Where'd you get that no, no. from? It's my grinder. Is that yours? <laughs> it's mine. You don't own your own grinder? Hey, my wife manages the house, man. Wow. It's her grinder. Hey, you guys, I, I got Christmas wow. presents for you. What? Oh, man. I, I didn't see you guys because we, we had to skip last week. So this is. Uh, uh-uh, don't do that because I just got to talk bad about you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, this one is. Oh, yeah, this one's you. This for me? This for you. Oh, man. And for your family. Oh, and, uh, I got to share with them, huh? And, and Ooh, Gabe, I'm oh, not man, Toby. This is for you. Thank you. I'm not going to look in that yet. No, no, you're supposed to. Wow, oh, that's oh, that's heavy. We got to pull it out right now? Yeah, at least, at least, I mean, they're both kind of cool, but. um. Uh, oh, some petite Syrah. Man, it's, I, it's, I love me some Syrah. Do you, it's a good one. Yes. Um, my wife wanted to especially make sure that um, 
So that's Ooh. that's some some good wine, some some kitchen sink. Red wine, mm. okay. And, and okay. then but then you got to pull out the the cookies, and there's some chocolate in there for you and your kids, oh, man. Gabriel. But, oh um, man! But but my wife has picked this one especially oh. out for you. Oh, okay. Can you read it? Read it for the read it for our folks. Ah, uh, some Davis cookies. And what does it say? Uh, What's the tagline? A bite above the rest. <laughs> you know what? She all right. Uh, yeah, she all right. Yeah, she all right. Hey, we can have some cookies with our coffee. You know, I'll send you home with the rest of this coffee. No, no, that's that's some Ooh. love. That's some love from, uh, from, hey. from my wife to your family. Oh, that's very man. nice. Yeah. Thank you. Merry Christmas, you guys. Yeah, Merry Thanks, Christmas. Toby. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. New Year. We were, we were yeah. supposed to see each other last week, with the you know, but yep. anyways, we couldn't do it. We no. couldn't record our show last week. So, <laughs> should we move on and talk about news, or or what should we? I'm just blaming. I'm having a hard up. time even going anywhere in this it's segment. Smell, it's smell that coffee. <laughs> Coffee smells great, right? Oh, man. Like, yeah, jump on I'm, it. I'm so distracted. What do you got, Gabe? What do you I got? Was, um, okay, we'll get there. All right, so let's start here. Um, uh, kind of talking about the tax analysis, the fallout from the Trump. Um, oh, oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, Toby's having a hard time. What? Oh, you're talking about the, the tax bill. The tax bill. Okay. And, and this, this guy, uh, this conservative guy went around New York. Okay. And first started off talking about just interviewing people. On the street saying, hey, what do you think of Trump's tax plan? It was all negative, negative, negative. And then he converted it into, what do you think of Bernie's tax plan? Right. And and then all of a sudden, the narrative, uh, everyone was pretty happy with it. So just just give this a listen here real quick, this little clip from this video. It's Republican tax plan, good, bad. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like there's just another excuse for the rich people to get a break. I'm having to pay tax that the rest of us hardworking people have to pay. <laughs> doesn't have much stuff in it for the middle class working Americans, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, the you, basis that's, that's of what, what I've heard. heard. Right. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the middle class is going to get hit pretty hard here. Um, they suck. <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot about the current proposed tax plan that's just ridiculous. So Bernie came out with a, com- with a competing plan. I want to give you some of the deal points and kind of get a sense of what you think of his deal points. Okay. The Bernie tax plan. Okay. If you're making $50,000 or less, uh, most family of four will not pay any taxes at all. Okay. What? I think that's a good plan, yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Double the, the child tax credit from $1,000 to $2,000. 2000 What do you think about that? That's a good plan. He's lowering corporate taxes uh-huh. from uh, 30, 35% to 21%. Lowering corporate taxes yes. to 35%. Okay. If you take out a mortgage for more than three quarters of a million dollars, you're going to end up paying more in taxes on that home. I could definitely side with that. <laughs> I just want to know. I mean, wait, wait, wait. So, oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Mm, please, I'm just making coffee. What? Wait, wait. So this Bernie plan, though, it was actually Trump's plan. It's actually Trump's yes, plan. That's right. So does he actually give him the punchline? Uh, he probably does towards the end of the video. I just didn't want to play. Okay. The whole, we know. We that's, know what's really going. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. This, this is the Republican tax plan, but you call it Bernie's plan, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that's really great." Yeah. I yeah. just want to know, uh, based on what standard are they thinking that anybody who makes below this number shouldn't be making money or paying uh, paying taxes? I just want to know what what yeah. standard are they using to call that just? And I know this is a. I'm supposed to be on this side. But uh, <laughs> what side? I I just, I'm know. just wondering, like, y'all yeah. want to tell me, let me in on what standards y'all using to say what's a just taxation and what's not before we all start getting super happy about the fact of us getting money? Yeah. But this is why I'd like, I would no, like no, that legislation no, to move forward. There's no say, standard. X amount of stilling. Oh, what is that? Let's move. put legislation on the books where the where legislators, tax uh, governors. De- define theft. Define theft. Right. Exactly. At this point, we as a people would believe this is theft. That's right. You'd at least, even, even if it's not um, as low as what we might say that what the biblical standard is, right? 
Um, just, just put some number on the books. Put some number on there just to give us a standard to start with because right now we're not even dealing. We don't even, we don't know what the reason is. We don't, we don't even have a ruler. Yeah. We don't, even, we don't have a yardstick. But even that family that he mentioned, that family of four, they're still paying taxes. They're still, every time they go fill up their car. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's 40, yeah. You get taxed 40 cents a gallon yeah. every time you go fill up your car. 20% goes, 20 cents goes locally, about 20 cents goes federally. Sometimes it's 18, right. 22, depending on the state. Right. Um, mug you when you're coming, mug you when you're going. Yep. And then when you go you. to the grocery store, yeah. you get taxed unless you're right. in Oregon. Right. Um, right. You know, now now you just get, do you guys, you guys ever got one of those letters in the mail and you didn't even know that you had driven on a toll road? What? I got, I got, I got a letter in the mail after a recent uh, business trip and it's just like, oh, you know, 15 bucks. And it was the rental car, you know? And so um, the, uh, but I had no idea I even went on it. Wow. There was, there was nothing, you know, I didn't see anything. You were just driving. Just driving, yeah. you know? And then there's He's a like, mail, it's like, Fifteen bucks, you know, for the toll road, and you know, we'll just take it off the, the credit card to use with your rental car, and let us know. Wow! And you're like, oh, like talk about highway robbery, <laughs> literally, <laughs> right? like this literally like, like, highway robbery, like electronic highway robbery. Yeah, like nobody, you know, don't don't worry, Pastor. Don't you worry about those things. See, we the state, we got you. We gonna we gonna make we're gonna sure take care of you. You don't have to see yeah. no signs. We look, we're from the government, and we're here to help. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so I got I got another thing kind of um, in the sports world here, okay? So a bunch of um, uh, players represented from a bunch of different sports got together and put together a universal declaration of player rights. So a universal declaration of player rights, and they kind of basically are their um, – it's their bill of rights. That they put together. Is this what happened because of the whole taking the knee thing? Like, this is what they got together with the owners? I think it's a little bit of that, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's a result of kind of Colin Kaepernick, kind of this last year NFL stuff. Um, so they got together with the owners and they came up with their own little Bill of Rights and, thing. Is that and, what happened? And was, they put together 17. Man, that coffee smells so good. It's unbelievable. Oh, I'm, I wasn't That's done. That's pretty dark. I, I, you don't have to. No, David, no, I, David I knows how he's making coffee. Oh, I got this. Yeah. You, he you knows what he's doing. It's okay. I know you feel bad about the massive joke, but. <laughs> It's okay. I, I was joking. I got this. All right, so we got this declaration of uh, 17 Bill of Rights here for players, and one of them, it, you know, some of them, I mean, they're all, you know, you know, we need to have good environments to work in, safe environments to work in, stuff like that. Right. Um, we need to be able to pursue the sport professionally solely based on merit. Yeah. Which I thought was, was good. Um, but then later on, they wait, say. Wait, safe, safe environments to work in? What do they mean by that? Well, just, you know. Not having nails on the basketball court. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know. AC. Okay. I don't, you know, that kind of thing. All right. That kind of thing. <laughs> this is, this Making is football sure or basketball? No, uh, this is just for universal Sports? player rights. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Wait, but who, they can't put, be too specific. Who put this together? Um, I is as representative from a bunch of players from a bunch of sports. Okay. So um, I don't know. So don't maybe know. we should care, maybe not. It, that's kind of really, right. really, this is actually going to go nowhere because of that. Right. Um, but one of the things I found kind of interesting, they said that, um, that they have the right to, um, as a worker within the employment relationship, for equal pay for equal work. And I kind of wonder, equal pay for equal work, where that's going in relationship, a woman gets paid to play basketball and LeBron James uh, uh, gets yeah. paid to play basketball. Right. Now, now they don't they don't make any commentary beyond that. Right, but you're wondering if it's a setup. But I'm wondering if it's a, a setup because whenever I mean, what happened? What is a declaration of when you're declaring your rights? Right. There's several things going on. One is you're trying to limit someone else's rights, 
right? So when we have the Bill of Rights, what are they doing? They're they're declaring citizens' rights and limiting federal government rights. And so when you have the declaration of these sports rights, you're you're limiting the coaches' rights or you're limiting the, the organization, owner, yeah. the owners' owners' rights and all that stuff. Um, uh, and so with this pay thing, I wonder if it, it, I think they're pushing it somewhere. It's yeah. going to push somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everything. So I don't know. You guys got any comments on that? Uh, well, I watched a basketball game over the holidays. That's as far as you got. <laughs> Toby, Toby has nothing to say <laughs> about about sports pay. <laughs> you know, I, I feel the same way about all economics, whether it's in sports, whether it's in the industry of wine or coffee, uh, whatever it is, yeah. you get paid what you're worth, right? What, mm-hmm. what we come to terms and say, look, you can produce this much income for us. And we feel it's valid for us to make our profit to pay you thus, right? Right. And you can come back and say, no, I produce this much income for you. Therefore, I would like to make that much amount of money. Um, I don't want anybody coming in and saying, look, we paid David $220 million to play this year. So therefore, Toby, he should make $220 million too because, you know, no, no, I want to be able to negotiate my own deal. Yeah, right. What you're saying is you want you want the free market. I want but, well, imagine that. Free market. You know? Right. And, and and instead of saying, look, listen, Lisa Leslie, if you're just as good as LeBron James, and you can make the kind of money LeBron James makes. Right. But if you can't bring the kind of industry that LeBron James brings, then why do you think I should pay you the same kind of money that I pay him? Yeah. Right. Like it's just that's just what it is as a businessman. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's so, that's what's funny about about even these um declaration of, of player rights is that they also say that they have the right to get paid off based on merit. But they also have the right to unionize if they want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, right. No, no. And then, and so this is. I was just while <laughs> you guys go. are talking real quick. This is um, written from uh, leaders from the NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball players and the association. So they form their own player rights association, hmm. independent of all these sports and everything. Yeah, I know. So. Something, something seems pretty fishy about it. I mean, you, you get that seems like the setup. Like that's the step. Like that's right before you start whining. Yeah. Like, like right. you, you, you first you, you front it with like this, like you know, a freedom sounding thing, mm-hmm. and then and then you start whining, right, and complaining and and saying it's not fair. I'll have to take a closer. I want to take a closer but, look at that and see what's really right, going on. But I, I, that's that's my yeah. setup for something. That's well, my, je- it's my like Jedi in, sense. In our day and age, when all these players are getting paid millions and buco dollars to to play, and then they have to come up with their own rights, right? It's like it's like a union it's, complaining it's like, about their right. their pay. They have the right to have four houses. Yeah. Right. But I mean, look, I don't have a problem with a player complaining about them not making enough money. They can complain. So if, if they if they come to <laughs> they and say, listen, <laughs> listen, you're the owner of a team. I just want you to know last year I made you two billion dollars. Right. You pay me one hundred and twenty five million for the year. And I feel like, hey, let's do two million. Right, but, right, 200 million. You know, that, I don't have that, a problem with that negotiating that. that. That owner's got the right to say, uh-uh. Of course. Go somewhere else. Yeah, and, then, and then go somewhere have, else. Exactly. Right. And, he, and he has this right to say, look, to you, I'm worth $2.4 billion. But, so, but okay, what, I can go somewhere else. But, there's what nothing the, wrong with him being able to do that. Where the argument actually goes is is they say, I don't want to go to another team, and I think you should pay me more. Yeah, right. that, that's, that's the problem. That's where the argument that, goes. They start getting coercive. Whenever the owner right. doesn't have the right to do the same thing the player does, right. then that's where the problem is. Yeah. And whenever yeah. the player doesn't have the right to do what the owner does, okay. Well, have I ever told you guys my James Harden story? No, you know, but you know who James I, Harden is. I do. The uh, Knox has got a beard. That just looks like I know. Him. I uh, was waiting for that. No, no, but it's coming. But here's the James thing. Harden has a beard that looks like mine. Are you left-handed? I'm just saying. Yeah, I know he's a lefty. I know that. Yeah, that's yeah. actually the game I watched. I watched the Rockets yeah. go down in flames to the. <laughs> you didn't watch the Oklahoma, oh. the LeBron uh, James. No, but um, the uh, 
So this is one of my favorite post-sermon comments ever, ever. I had a, a guy visiting church one time, visiting Trinity, and he comes up to me afterwards and he says, this is going to sound kind of funny and weird, um, but when you were preaching, you remind me of James Harden. <laughs> and at the time, I had no idea who that was. And he's like, do you know who that is? And I said, like, no, I don't know who that is. And he said, well, he, well. Uh, Did you think a theologian at first? Nah, like, well, I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a point guard for the, for the uh, Houston um, Houston for the Rockets. Rockets, right. The game you just watched. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and then he's like sort of like apologetic. He's like, you know, I mean, I mean, he is black, but, but he, like he, he's like really enthusiastic and you're enthusiastic and he has a big beard and you have a big beard. And, and he's like tried to like, he tried to like. He tried to land it here. He tried to land it. But I was like, I, I was honest. Like, I took it totally. Like I was, I was like, that's awesome. I mean, I, I don't yeah. even know the guy. I don't know what yeah. kind of crazy guy he is. But. He walks on the ground. You walk on the ground. You do too. <laughs> He's got two eyes like you. <laughs> he breathes. Oh, you, man. you breathe. So, do you guys think there's any resemblance? Uh, no, 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 oh, man. no whatsoever. Oh man, it's okay. No. I, I see where he's going. He, I think the guy just really likes basketball. Whoever the ones, that yeah, come it's in, really just funny. Like, I'm, I'm it, very happy. Yeah. Anyways, it's one of my That's favorite post sermons. Coffee's almost ready. I see you looking at it. It's man, almost it ready. I know what you're so waiting good. for there. I, I'm waiting what? for some of this. This is a science. It's like, this like, is not. You just don't throw some beans in a little. Uh, I don't know. French press I, I th- and thinking, I think it no. was done about five minutes. No, ago. no, 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 no. All right, fellas. So the last <laughs> article I have for you guys is you know Swarthmore College, liberal arts, liberal arts. College? No, I've never heard of it. Where's it at? Swarthmore. It's up in a. It's up on the East Coast. It's um, founded by Quakers, and over on the East Coast, I'm trying to think. Um, but it is um, they are offering a course in queering God. Oh, I'm sorry. So Excuse this, me. I was pressing the French press, but I thought you said something like queering God. Yep. Okay. And and queering God. I just didn't understand. I thought maybe I checked out and I heard something wrong, but did you really say that? So what they're mm, what okay. this course is is studying queer and trans readings of biblical texts. Right, of course. So looking at queer and trans and the way they interpret the Bible and studying how they interpret the Bible. <laughs> And and this is what what's what's crazy is this is Toby ain't never gonna get his coffee if you keep talking like no. this. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's it's a uh, I I mean I I don't even know where to go go with this, but I think um uh you know they're talking about um a giving What's wrong college with you, <laughs> seriously <laughs> RC Sproul. What's wrong What's with you? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> what are you? Um, that's just what. But here we you know it's like the state of of universities is so bad that you can now get credit. Wait wait let me understand this. They're studying how queer people study the, the bible. bible yeah yeah and how they've interpreted it how they so they're 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 looking at their readings I, of come, the bible i'm coming to know colleges out there offering uh courses in um white supremacy readings of the bible mm. that's not popular that's mm. not gonna work yeah, but, it doesn't matter how they study the bible but, but what, we've known how they study the bible evangelicalism <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> uh-oh yes yeah, uh-oh yeah lecrae <laughs> no no, what? But 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 what about their? What about them? So so why bring up that point, Toby? Uh, no, I think I think it's I think it's because I think David's right. It's not cool. It's not sexy. It's yeah. not popular. Yeah. The the elite have not um, put their stamps of approval on it. But right. uh, yeah, because they're. I mean, if we're really going to talk about like the opinions of minorities, mm-hmm. like how like how popular is the KKK really? Right. They're they're a minority. Right. Like nobody yeah. wants mm. to be friends with them. Right. Right. Nope. Like. 
Nobody wants to talk about ministering to your um, your neighbor who's uh, part of the KKK. When's the last time somebody you, you know somebody made a, a comment like, "Well, before you before you rag on white or some supremacists, maybe you should get to know one." Mm. Huh? Maybe you should give them a ton, give them buy them coffee. Maybe, maybe you should go out for, with them. You know, before you start condemning them, maybe you should get to know them. Do you know their story? Mm. Huh? No, no one's interested in that. Because maybe there's some hegemony there. That's driving that uh, their childhood experience, right? I mean, and, yeah. What's yeah? What, what um, there's nobody. No, they're not talking that way. Why? Because it's not. It's actually not about justice. Mm. No, it's not about justice. It's not about the truth. It's about power. It's mm. about manipulation. Right. And right now, um, the you know the the people that are pulling the the most weight in in our in our culture. Um, are doing it with the the poster child of of transgender and and gay queer whatever and I don't even, they don't even they don't really love and care those for those people the people that are no, really pulling that's right they, they don't yeah. really love and care for those people the cr- no, Christians no. are the people that have the 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 grace uh, to actually love those people but they love them in the truth this this um, goes back to what but Ben Kinsler was talking about as well this is not about truth no it's not no, about justice it's not, not about standard no. um, it's it's about um, how we can get the most power. Yeah. No. And, and, and there's a lot of people down in the trenches that don't realize that they've been they've been co-opted. Tons of Christians are getting are getting sucked into this on the race thing. Yep. And on the queer thing and on the transgender thing is is there this bleeding heart? I'm. I, I, there must be because they're saying all these people are being mistreated and so many bad things are happening to them. Everybody gets on the bandwagon. Yeah. And they don't. But they don't know the driver of the bandwagon. Well, because rightly so, as a Christian, if you hear somebody's being mistreated, the first thing you want to do is run to the aid. Right. But. Really, the first thing you want to do is make sure that that's true. <laughs> well, and you also want to, yeah, and you also want to say, and, and what am I signing up for? Yeah, what what is this? Who, who's driving this train, yeah. and where are they taking it? Yeah, that's right. Um, the, that's they're, exactly they're right. They're not taking it to biblical Christianity. They're not taking it to to biblical standards of justice and mercy and no, compassion. That's not, they're not answering the question with the Bible. No, Absolutely no, they're, they're they're it's it's based entirely, completely on on emotions and feelings, and and ultimately, it's it's about power. Um, who's going to have the power and who's going to be the leader, who's going to be the influencer. And it's not people who love Jesus. What if, what if they offered a class on how snowflakes interpret the Bible? I'd take that one. <laughs> I'd like to actually know. <laughs> no, I actually, I already do know. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Somehow I don't think that's going to be in the catalog. <laughs> when we come back to Cross Politic, uh, we're going to talk about some New Year's resolution stuff, get to some memos, and see if this coffee tastes good. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> More Cross Politic when we come back. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. 
For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. We're just two honks and a Negro serving the Lord. Don't sing, Gabe. We're just two honks and a Negro singing our song. Welcome back to Cross Politic. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Chips Ahoy, original cookies, and Cross Politic. Sovereignty roast coffee. I, I'm which, not. I'm not mad at being a Negro. I mean, because I am one. But um, <laughs> every time I hear that song, I think of. I just. I just think that they didn't think that through. Why? Oh, because they got two honks. Two honks. Yeah. They didn't say it's, we're just two white boys and a Negro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, the categories are kind of flawed. You're, you're just a Negro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You know, it's like you know, we're, ain't we're, I a honk? You know what I'm saying? A, the, ain't I a honk? Where does that come from? I, What's a honk? I, just, I mean, I know what, what it is, but I'm like, where did it come from? Good looking, strong. Really? That's what it's supposed guy. to be? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Like uh-huh. solid. Like, so, so something not, so that the not, ladies like. I, you just, know? I just think of that song. It's not though. specifically associated with being white. No. No. No, 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 no. No, that, that's not a fin- that's, You're that's finishing the word. That's a problem. You're finishing. You're making another word out of the honk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but is it, is, There's different honk connection. <laughs> all right. I didn't know that was what it was. I thought. Yeah, we're talking about two good looking guys. I just wonder, like, you know. I always thought it was just. I thought it was some kind of um, idiomatic expression for white guys. No, no. Wow, Toby, you're a really white man. Yeah, if you, that's, <laughs> you no, just, that's, if you think that. I was homeschooled, I was homeschooled. <laughs> but I did. I, I for the record, wow. I did, when you guys were playing this, when I walked in here, mm-hmm. I knew that it was DC Talk. You did. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Just just for the record, yeah, I mean, I was did. homeschooled yeah, that's, and that's I listened great. to DC Talk. Every, just, every time I hear that song, <laughs> I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad and Negro. A bad Negro. Yeah, that's a bad right. Negro. That's right. Now, see, that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that category. Shadrach, Meshach, and, and a bad, bad Negro. Negro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that case, I feel like the Negro won. You know? <laughs> In this case, I feel like, you know, I could have got a little more. Little, you know, yeah. I want a different category on that uh, one. Mm-hmm. Just, that's just me. That's just oh, me. Oh, man. This is good coffee, guys. Well, you're, see, oh, there's a science to this, man. I know. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, you did, you did you know, all right. You know you where you can get this coffee you at. You did right? all right. Acrosspolitik.com? That's oh, exactly man. right. And you know you can get it on, like, reorder. You, you can, can just set it up. Oh, really? You can set up just to send it to you? That's right, Gabe. Get. I don't know if you can get on reorder. Yeah, you can get it on reorder. <laughs> you can totally do it. Like I don't that. know if I said that picture hey, Gabe, up. <laughs> hey, Gabe, get that up. Get working oh, on that. I'll, I'll, make it, I'll make it happen. <laughs> we need to have that happen. If we, if we did that, I think I would set it up. What, we, we know the guy who brews I know, here. but it's like you got to get on there and you got to log in and you got to. Oh, know, this is good. But it is good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I think I might start ordering it. Since this is our New Year's Eve show. I got to uh, I got to talk a little bit about some uh, some of the comments and feedback we got in this last year. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wow. On from iTunes, my favorite my, my favorite recent comment um from a listener on when You're uh, having a bad day. You pull, up, pull up iTunes <laughs> reviews. <laughs> like, I need some encouragement. Your show is horrible. I need some encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? Get go, to a subject. I go to iTunes. I don't go to YouTube. You if I'm even, having a bad day. You don't even use your own products. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And and this guy, this great, this this cracks me up. He says, What else? What else needs to be said if you want podcast if you want a podcast that hits you like a cold flapjacks 
whilst holding an electric eel to your big toe, you need to subscribe. (laughs) Uh, Electric eel to your big toe. Flapjacks. Mm. Cold flapjacks. Put that on a t-shirt. I know. Electric eel to a big toe. (laughs) Wow. Hey, did you see Hannah Greaser? um, uh, You you tweeted about your cross-politics socks. Yes. And Hannah Greaser said, now all you need is a serpent on that heel of that sock. I think she's right. I I said, girl, you a genius. You a genius. Ah, we need to, I think she's right about that. that, man. The white heel with the black serpent on it. And, and here's another. Yeah, I know. I think that's that's brilliant. Here's another um, review. This actually just came in today um, or yesterday. He said, these guys don't shy away from convictions. I may not agree with them, but it's certainly refreshing to listen to some guys who have thought out their positions well, have scriptural backing for it, and the conviction to follow through on those beliefs, even if they will take flack for it. This podcast is not for those who just want to hear comforting words at all times Ooh. i like that feedback that's good i like it when people don't agree with us and i like it that they they are um, willing to listen and and that they um uh, want to hear uh you know the other side they want to hear us they want to hear um uh, something that i think is um not commonly even um, if they don't agree yeah 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 Spe- so, speaking of somebody who doesn't agree with us hey cross politic my name is jonah i'm from north idaho and i just got done listening hey, uh, to your episode with ben shapiro and the the Philando mm. uh, shooting. Um, I've never disagreed with you guys ever before. I think you guys are awesome. It's pretty <laughs> hard to come by politically incorrect, which is biblically correct. Kind of a shame. Uh, is it just me? But do you smell a butt coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, am I feeling like that? You, yeah. you, he's, he's, he's buttering us up. Yes, I feel butter. I love you guys. I always <laughs> agree with you. But, but you yeah, guys' yeah. whole take on the Philando shooting, I actually really disagreed with. Uh, oh, um, Jonah, you were doing so here good. Comes. It's all right. Jonah. It's all right. Let him disagree. My dad is a uh, sergeant at the local sheriff's office. Mm. So I have a little different perspective on things. I can right. kind of see things from their perspective. Um, and I just want to start off by um, when you guys can remember if it was David um, said that Probably. cops enlist to be shot at. That's in the job description and that's a little bit of a, i think a little bit of an ignorant way to look at uh, a cop's job you you ignorant um <laughs> thanks gabe i appreciate that and jonah listen man i like you i don't know who you are um but you listen across politics so you got to be a good guy and he's in idaho <laughs> and he's in idaho so Amen. north idaho too right so he's, he's a neighbor so he's a neighbor so i i think we should love our neighbors and calling a neighbor ignorant when you actually happen to have the wrong neighbor is not nice if you, I, I, if you go a, into law enforcement, oh, yeah. you ha, you are taking you are laying your life on the line. Yeah, that's and, right. And you need to be willing to be shot. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's right. right. You, you this is not baking cakes. Yes, this is right. not being a librarian. This it, is not electrician. You are job. signing up to be shot at. You and, are, and at first, yes, yeah, right? that's right. Sometimes you're going to be shot at right. first before you should even think about it. Now, I just want to know, Jonah. Hey, why who are those guys? I just want to know, Jonah. Why you? Um, he singled out Why? you when it was me and Toby that were like the the cops should be shot first. So, uh, no, and I just for the record, you're not saying that a job of the police officer be shot at. You're no. saying that when they sign up for it, that's in the job description. That's right. And and just like you know, no one wants to go to war and be shot at. But when you go to war, if you if you enlist, if you enlist, you know that's a part of your job. You know that's part of your job. So I just want to clarify that real quick for you, Jonah, and right. let you know that I didn't say it. Because they're not enlisting to get shot at. Their job is to prevent from getting shot at. Um, of course, they can't put their lives in, in before civilians. Um, but what happens is if they don't take care of their own lives, that puts civilians at even more risk. 
I I don't disagree with him. Right. There's there's that's true. Uh, that is true. At the same time, I still think that before you let a civilian get shot at, you let yourself absolutely. You, 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 You're you taking let, on that. And and there're going to be times where the threat is so clear and obvious mm-hmm. that yeah you're going to take a shot yep. you, you're, you're going to fire on a threat yeah um i'm nobody disagrees with that yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about philandro though where there was a situation where it was very very, very unclear ambiguous. very ambiguous yes here we go um for example if this uh philando guy was reaching for his gun um who knows what his intentions would be and shot the cop um now there's not a police officer there so yeah. i think Oh, Jonah, there was a police officer yep, on the a opposite side of him yep. watching the whole situation. Matter of fact, didn't he, he say he even told yep. Yanez that he wasn't reaching for his gun? Oh, sorry, Jonah. Is that in their job description to protect their own lives and the um, citizens around them for that reason? Um, another thing is, uh, I think Chocolate Knox was saying that he made. Uh, a wrong judgment call and obviously i disagree you did lead on with the fact that um you thought that he didn't have the situation in control which is up for debate he could have maybe he did maybe he didn't Um, okay jonah just so you know i i actually feel bad for yanez in this situation because i really think and this is what i was trying to say in the show i really think Mm. yanez made a mistake he really could have thought he saw something that he didn't see and he actually made a mistake and my point was that we are so hungry to put police officers on the cross that we don't give them the opportunity to make a mistake and then to tell the truth about it. Because had Yanez actually said he made a mistake, they would have crucified him. Yeah. Yeah. And so my point was saying that, hey, if an officer makes a mistake, we have to give them that opportunity in the same way that we give the officer the duty of handling the first issues of a situation. Bullets coming to him first. He reacts right like in the same way. We also have to give him the, the same amount of respect to say, hey, I'm, I really made a bad mistake. That goes with responsibility. It goes with responsibility. And authority. I believe that it was a kind of, just the, the sequence of events, um, I think the first thing that got that Philander should have done the cop, first thing the cop he should have done was put his hands, keep his hands on the steering wheel and tell the He did. He had a gun on him. That's, that's, exactly, yep. that's exactly what he, he did. did. Yeah. Jo- Jonah. And then he said, I need to see your license. And then he said, I need to, and, and by the way, he, before he even handed him his, his license, he had already handed him his insurance papers. Mm-hmm. So we had already had an interaction here that was clear about Philandro's intentions. Mm-hmm. What the officer Yanez report says that when he came to Castile, his hands were in visible position already being seen. Mm-hmm. The only reason Castile's hands had moved was because Yanez, Yanez issued another instruction, another yeah. instruction. Please, please hand me your license. Yeah. Done. Um, so once he's already reaching his for his wallet, while he's telling the cop he has a gun, is a bad judgment call in the system's part. Because now what is the cop supposed to do? Um, so then when the cop told him to stop reaching for he whatever, did. and he didn't listen, he did. I think um, the police officer made a right judgment call. Because I don't know if you've ever seen videos where cops wait. Yep. And the guy pulls out a gun, shoots them, and now the public is in danger. So I think he made an excellent judgment call. Uh. I think it was the right thing for him to do. I think he shot that guy. Um, and it's hard once once. I think the citizen, the public needs to realize that once a cop tells you to something, you have to listen because it's life or death. Literally, the cop cannot risk his own life. He can't. Jonah, love you, but uh, I think the problem though is that we, that setup is already wrong. Yeah, um, we don't live in a police state. 
Well, <laughs> well, we, stop, stop laughing at me. What neighborhood are you in? <laughs> no, I agree okay, with you. Okay, I, but, yeah, but I agree with you. But I'm a, okay. I'm I'm completely against the police state. I'll just say that. Yeah, and we which, shouldn't be living in a police state. Which is which means that when I get pulled over for something, it is not a life and death. I mean, it should not be a life and death situation. For who? For not for you. For, yeah. Maybe for the police officer. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's every every pull every time a police officer pulls someone over, he doesn't know what he's doesn't know what he's getting into. But yeah. but there it's their job to presume innocence. Right. And, they have and, to. And, and that's that's yeah. their job. And I and you recognize that yeah they're doing that in a situation where not everybody's innocent. Well, and and, and cops get pretty jaded pretty easily yeah. in all this, and that's why they yeah. that's but, why they shoot first. That's why they they don't presume innocence. Right. This, but, is, but yeah, this, yeah. Is, but this is but this is but this is I, th- I know we said this on the show yeah. when we when we talked about this this is when was this this is a while this ago is, this is, about this is last summer um but this is part of being in a position of authority and this this is in every situation yeah. it means that you have to be willing to be burned mm. a shepherd if, if you're going to be a, in a position of any kind of authority in order to love the people underneath you that either your children mm. um you're pastoring a church your your um your people if you're in a position of civil authority you're a judge you're a police officer whoever whoever you are Part of the duty that you have yeah. is to lay your life down for your sheep. That's what that's, that's right. that's what Jesus. That's, right. that, that's the that's that's the only kind of real authority there is. And if and if we if we immediately amp things up and create a, a, this antagonistic situation where you say every single person is out to get me, yeah. you're you're not in a position. You're not in a frame of mind to love them well and to see clearly. Right. Mm, um, that's I, tough, man. Yeah. And and it's it that's is tough. it is tough and it is hard. But I think that's what I mean though by willingness to be shot at first. That's part of taking responsibility. That's part of having that authority in the situation. One one of the things too is I, since I make movies, I get the chance to be around a lot of different people, and mainly this last couple of films I've been making movies for has been a police officer, a sergeant mm. who was in mm-hmm. Santa Ana, California, and so he has a lot of police officers on the set who are also in his movies, and so I get a chance to ask them and talk to them about questions that. Um, we usually don't get the opportunity to ha- have that type of engagement with an officer when he gets a chance to be really honest about the situation. Right. And all the officers I talked to about this particular situation, they all said the exact same thing. Sergeants, police officers, beat cops. They said he lost control of the situation. They all instructed oh. that said, hey, whatever. And, and, I, and I asked them, too. I said, hey, if he did he do the right thing if he lost control of the situation? They said, look, I feel bad. He's a brother. But. You know, he mm. made a mistake. Mm. He did make a mistake. Right. And then that goes back to your point about just we have we've created a situation where a police officer a police officer cannot make a mistake, cannot admit that he made a mistake. Exactly. Because otherwise he's gonna get tarred and fetched. Yeah. And, and, and that's stuff, and that's because there's no justice across the board. Because no, we're we're we have we are in the process of, thankfully this is not we're not at the rock bottom yet, but we are in the process of becoming a a mob um justice. Yeah. system and what's crazy about this particular situation too was that the family settles up with the city for three million dollars yep. the girlfriend settles up with the city for eight hundred thousand dollars look the city agrees with our assessment of the situation but they can't c- create a president on this case hmm. and so they gave the mo- the family of castile three million dollars basically for a wrongful deaths mm-hmm. uh situation right and you know and so it's amazing to me that we can settle out of court so chuck Let's say let let's let me interrupt you and say okay so you are king of Minneapolis for a day. <laughs> Isn't that where it happened? Is it Minneapolis? Yeah, uh, it's actually St. Paul. Okay, St. Paul. I think it was St. Paul. Um, and and you have an opportunity as a Christian magistrate. Just let's just say you know you got you got some you can pull some strings. 
How mm. would a Christian city have handled this situation? So I would I would put this under oh man the time I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking oh I got come that. on okay come uh, on. maybe I'll finish this up yeah I'll say it quick I think as a mistake I think this is a so we want to create a situation where he can admit that he was yeah, wrong yeah, I, I absolutely and own that okay. but not allow him to be crucified assuming that's the case yeah, assuming, let's just, let's assuming that we have that environment for, for yeah so this would be the same case if somebody accidentally killed someone with their axe head yeah and it flew off of their handle yeah. and hit somebody in the head and killed them all mm-hmm. right so first thing we do is admit it was an accident right. I think that there is some wages that belongs to the family to take care of the family that he has in what some sort of way that is paid from the person who committed the act. Right. Right. And then we protect Yanez in case there is some sort of backlash, backlash from thinking, the community or anybody thinking like that. that he didn't get it. Right. He didn't right, get enough. Right. Absolutely. We need a sort of city but of refuge it, kind it, of situation for him where he is protected. Absolutely. But the definitely, definitely pleaded guilty. Yeah. He has to plead guilty to this. But guilty to what? Well, I think it's wrongful death. Man- manslaughter. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ac- yeah. Accidental. Accident- yeah. He, it Murder. was accidental manslaughter. I really believe that it right. wasn't. I think, it, it wasn't malice aforethought. I don't think, he was, he no. was not premeditated I, no, going after this not. guy. I don't think so. Um, not in any way. It wasn't racial. It wasn't anything like that. But right. he was just, he yeah. made a mistake. He, he got nervous. Got, got and, scared and lost control. Lost control, yeah. And, and needs to own that. This isn't that hard to handle. Right. We have scripture. Right. We yeah. have a Bible, and, and when blood we, is and when blood is spilled, when, justice is required. Absolutely, but, and, and, and then we can say this is justice. Justice yeah. has been served, yeah. and then we uphold that. And, 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 and guess the what? Alternative and is, guess what, Yanez? Do it again, and it's going to be a different outcome. Yeah, oh yeah, right, right. Oh yeah, sure. Do it right. again, right. and right. but he's because because the alternative here's what happened is is they cover up the cop, they kind of back yeah, the cop, they the, kind of cover his wrong. butt. Right, and then they pay the the family hush money, hush money, yeah, and no justice is that really wasn't paid from the cop himself, but no. from the state insurance, right? right. Insurance, yeah. 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 yeah, right. Okay. But this is All right. yeah, but this is the same deal we were talking about last segment. Yep. This is Absolutely. not justice. Yeah. No. It's not based on truth. It's a ba- is based on pacifying feelings and yep. sentiments and trying to pay it all off. Boy, there's so much to say. I <laughs> know. Uh, we gotta go. Okay, but we're gonna come back. New Year's resolutions next on Cross Politics. 2018. New Year's resolution. Bring it. Bring it. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. I often run into professed Christians who say they have doubts about the existence of God. Now Romans 1 tells us that everyone has sufficient knowledge of God for their condemnation. When a person expresses doubts about the existence of God, they, for whatever reason, are engaging in truth suppression. If you're in that situation today, I'd like to offer you some encouragement. What does doubt presuppose? What is necessary to doubt anything? Well, first you have to assume that there is such thing as truth, because you're doubting the truth of a claim. You also have to assume that there is such thing as logic, as you're using logic to formulate your doubts. You have to assume that your reasoning is at least somewhat reliable as you're using it to examine the truth and logic of your doubts. You also have to assume uniformity in nature, that the present is like the past, or you would have zero basis for assuming anything that you believe yesterday applies today. Those are just some of the things you need to assume in order to doubt anything. Here's the thing though, you can't justify any of them without God. Truth, logic, the reliability of one's reasoning and the uniformity of nature cannot be made sense of in a world without God. So basically, in order to be able to doubt God, you need God. I don't know what has brought you into this season of doubt, 
but know that God works all things for the good of those who love him, as Romans 8.28 says. The answer to affliction is not doubt, it's trust in the God that you know for certain exists. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. And t- was that was that not in rhythm? New Year's resolution 2018. No more of that from Gabe. Oh, we gotta cut that out. Just two hunks and a uh, negro. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. Pray for Gabe. Happy New Year's. Hey! Happy New Year! 2018. Hey, uh, Gabriel, what should the church's 2018 New Year's resolution be? Yeah, we were just talking off air coming into this segment, and I think at the top of, of the list for the church, this is for the church. Um, at the top of our list, it has to be a a earnest desire to get back to biblical justice. This goes with. Now what do you mean by that? So, um, well, let me let me let, yeah, let me get there. This goes with how we handle the Castell problems, how we handle the Roy Moore the Roy Moore situation. I mean, the church right. is all over the place. All the racial stuff, all the racial stuff, everything that we've been dealing with. Um, and what I mean by biblical justice is a desire to see God's justice meted out not man's justice meted out and meaning we want the bible to be our standard god's way to be our standard genesis to revelation all of god's the whole council of god Mm -hmm. is what i think that's what the westminster uh assembly said you know the whole council of god the all all of god's word from genesis to revelation we want it to inform the way we think about and talk about and then enact justice in the world not not what how does it make you feel Right. It doesn't matter how it makes you feel. Come on now, and, and, right? And, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if something makes you feel bad, or we, what you see, or what you think right? you see, what you think you see, right? But we we need to get back to God's word right. and say, okay, what does God's word say about this? And if you don't know, if if, if you don't know, shut up. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Right? <laughs> right? Because yeah. we don't we don't need we don't Woo! need we don't need a bunch of more voices. Screaming and clamoring. That's if just... you don't know, shut up. You know, can I get that on a, a t-shirt, t-shirt for 2018? <laughs> if you don't know, shut up. Get, open your Bible. Open Woo! your Bible and Come read. On now. Read your Bible. Yeah. Um. And th- that's the thing is. So we have people. These people who want to be the spokes people, spokesmen, spokeswomen of evangelicalism, reformdom, whatever, right, right. Mm. and and they're you know sharing and tweeting and liking and loving and everything else. Just making a whole lot of noise about nothing. And it's, but it's a lot of noise. It's a lot of opinion. Everybody can make noise. Yeah. Well, but, but, they're, know, I mean, but they're incentivized at, to make noise because that keeps their job. That at, keeps job security. Everybody, because can, if, everybody if, control. Mm. Right? Anybody control. But if you don't know... Shut up. Well, well uh, I want to finish this point. If <laughs> but the, if you the, have a Bible verse, come on now. If you if you if you've gone to the Word and you say I, I think it says this, well then say that. Bring it up. Be bold. Be courageous. Yeah. And you know, be willing to be wrong. Be willing to be corrected by another brother or sister in the faith. But but let's argue over the text. Yes. Right. You know, Let, one of the let's things- let's, re- let's refer to the standard. Back to the standard. And the point is, is whatever God says, that's, that's what we'll step. do. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll right. do. Yeah. That's not the conviction that they have, though. That's, yeah. that's not the conviction. Know. You know, one of the things I kept saying to myself that 2018 was, and I kept looking at so much news, doing this show, you have to, but I just kept saying it for Christians, is there not anybody among you who can judge? Mm. Is there not anyone? Yeah. No one among you can do this? Why are you, you know, like, and right. it's because they don't. No, they've lost. Right. We need to go back. 
look underneath our old bookshelves and find that Bible that we used to have, dust that joker right. off, and get some knowledge. Right. You got people out there that have like about, you know, 10 pet verses that they read off of calendars. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, man. Like, you know, that's, that's what, you know, judge not lest you be judged. Well, and, 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 part of the, and part of the problem, you got all these evangelical leaders who I think are basically kind of incentivized to kind of keep this issue going. I think, right? I think if they brought, right, man. If they brought biblical verses and justice into this, then okay. there would be true resolution with Castile, and then there wouldn't be anything to say. All right, here you go. It's I got, done. I got a tweet for you. I told, okay. I told you all before the show right. I was going to bring you a tweet. Okay, this is Tyler Burns. You know Tyler Burns? Tyler Burns, he's, yeah. he's with The Witness. Yeah. You know, the which used to be the- Can I get a witness? Reformed- No. What was it? African American Network. Network. Yeah. Okay, so now it's The Witness, a black Christian collective. Tyler Burns is, uh, I don't know, uh, editor there or something. I don't know. Did I post one of his articles inside of the our area? Slack. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So he is, um, so he's retweeting, copied uh, a headline from Fox News. And Paula White. Paula White. Yep. You saw this. Um, and Paula White said, and there's a, there's a news clip. I didn't even watch it, but she's given some kind of- uh, news conference and and she and she says Trump just hasn't put Christ back in Christmas, but he's also put prayer back into the White House. Oh, he's put justice and religious freedom back into our courts. Mm. Okay, now whatever. I don't know how that happened, but but here's what Tyler Burns says. <laughs> I'm not sure about that either. But uh, Tyler Burns says this is silly, but the real questions are one: Why do black Christians keep attending her church? Two: Why do predominantly black conferences keep inviting her to speak? Three, why do black Christians keep attending conferences that invite her? My tribe needs to develop some backbone. Now, here's the thing that hit me about this. Um, it, to the extent that he's, he's right, and to the extent that he's, he's, he's talking about a real thing, that uh, I've only seen Paula White on a couple of things, and both times I saw her on a video clip. You sent them to me, Chuck. She's atrocious. And, and uh, she was at some kind of crazy black Christian conference. And with, with T.D. Jakes, is that the one? Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, the one yeah, I saw yeah, her at. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hear him. Like, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm like, I, I got you, man. I, I, I hear you. Like, I got a bigger question. It was though. crazy, crazy. But, but here's the thing. Um, it strikes me then that, that the thing that, that hit me on this is that um, that tells me that this is far less of a race issue they're, yeah. than they're trying to make it out to be. Well, for me at that point, for this time. This topic. Is, it's another issue going on. It's not even no, no. But this is this is a theological issue. Um, this is maybe a like a, some kind of class type issue. But it's like you got this like the elite of of white and black America, whatever you know, the elite, and they're the ones that are trying to tell us how to think and how to act. Mm. And mm. and a bunch of them went out. They didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. They stayed home and they voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. And now a bunch of them according to burns you know uh the black brothers and sisters are hanging out with paula white right they're, they're not listening to the elite they're not listening to they got these and i the, the name interesting you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah um and so there's there's this whole and so i don't it's not a race it's not a, they're trying to make it a race issue and i think they're trying to make it a race issue in order to manipulate people yeah, mm. yeah. now i know there are race issues but it seems to me that there's it's it's something else is going on, yeah. And because p- people on the on the ground level are are saying, "You guys don't represent me. You guys are you guys are not talking to me where I am." Mm-hmm. And and they keep on inviting Paula, what's her name, to to their conferences, which is crazy. 
which is insane, yeah. which is stupid. Well, I wonder why he's saying black Christians keep attending our church. Why does anybody keep attending our church? Well, see, that's where I was <laughs> but going. I think but, that's, but, I, but my point, though, is just that it's, it's, it's not like, a race issue. It's not a race he's, issue. Tyler is trying to make it a race issue. Yeah. But it's not a race well, issue. Well, for him, yeah, he, well, for him, he's saying they're not woke. For, for, for exactly, but oh. woke is code for elite. Hashtag woke. Yeah, woke is is code yeah. for we are in the in crowd. Yeah, we have true understanding. Yeah, right, right. right. And we're we're the enlightened ones. We see it. You we, guys don't see we it. We are the enlightened yeah, ones, right. and we see it, and and we will set you free if you follow us. Well, see, I feel like that. They ain't woke, and and this is. That's my point. That's my point. Is yeah. that I think so. I'm and now the 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 folks you know whatever the TG Jakes and people that are you know doing these conferences like okay they got problems. Yeah, uh, they they need big problems. They got big right. problems, which is why I'm wondering. Go, go ahead, I'll let you finish. But the but the other side, these people, they got big problems too, because what they're doing is they're just um, you got emotionalism down on the TD Jakes thing going on, right? Sure. The, 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 the crazy, crazy. I mean, I don't know. At minimum, right? <laughs> like, this crazy emotionalism, right? The charismatic, whatever. Yeah, at the very least. At the very least, and some heresy mixed in and all the rest of it, okay? okay. There we go. I feel better now. Okay. Yes. There we go. Yes. You got a bunch of toilet water yes. sitting up in there. But, but they want to replace it with a different bowl of toilet water. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It, and it's and it's a, it's a it's got a veneer of biblical orthodoxy, Yeah. and underneath is, lib, is, is warmed over liberalism. And what we want is a clean baptismal font. <laughs> right, right. The blood of Jesus. Right. Right? We want right. the... The truth told, and not a, a mo- not this like but, manipulative movement. Let's just go with what he's saying for a second. Why do black Christians keep attending her church? Now, I don't know much about Tyler Burns. I'm assuming he's a man of God or claims to be one. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, as a shepherd who cares about people's soul, you are leaving out another larger quantity of people by only considering the black people that attend her church. Why should anybody be attending her church? If black yeah. people can't go there, then how is it that white people can in your theological position? Right. right? If, if, if it's not okay for black people to be in that church, you think it's okay for white people to be in that church? Right. Why wouldn't you just say nobody needs to right. be going to her church? What they're trying to do is create. I'm more and more convinced mm. that some of these brothers are trying to mm. create this. They, they want to. They're uh, actually uh, reinforcing racial categories. Yep. Mm. Right. In a very unhelpful way. Right. Yep. Right. Um, I I didn't even keep track of them, but there were a whole pile of, of tweets, tweets right from, after that. from Anthony Bradley. Oh yeah. Oh, he got all. into that. Yes. I mean, I, I don't yep. know if you actually talked about this particular thing, but he he was he's been tweeting a bunch too, and I think he's doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, I know there's a way of speaking into um um different communities of people in the church. That's fine. You know, Paul talks to husbands. Paul yeah. talks to wives. Talks to slaves. Talks to masters. Right. Yeah, we should be doing that kind and, of. Thing. I, don't, I don't mind that. A certain, but I think there's a way of reinforcing certain kind of categories, and and what you're actually doing is reinforcing conflict. You're actually reinforcing rivalry, division, and division. Yep. Um. And but I think the thing that that's what hit me though when I read that that tweet though. I mean, you guys are right. Of course, there's all kinds of theological heresy and all this kind of stuff. But it's this is it's not a race thing. Mm. So what if what if what if a black thing what is a class thing what if a black pastor, um, you know, all of a sudden called out the white people for attending our church? It should. Why are you, why are you guys leading my people into her church? Why why are you the the majority, um, you know, showing up to her church, making her church successful, and then leading my black folk into into her church? If there was if there's some sort of connection like that, um. I guess to bring, I guess bringing that that kind of angle up would all of a sudden, I think that that black guy, that black pastor, would get all kinds of 
um, negative attention. He'd be he'd be no not you, for, you not for, I don't think so. I don't think if, Tyler if, and those guys would give him because um, they'd be like, yeah, you're still on yeah. our side enforcing. Yeah, I, I think that's why. I Just I think the 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 key mm. thing here is is who this is this is a a wrestling match for authority. Yep. No, that's it's a true. wrestling match right. for authority. And and these these brothers over here, the 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 uh, witness guys, want want a certain kind of authority. Mm. They want to speak with authority, and they want to be seen as authorities who see clearly and understand the situation rightly. And mm. I don't think they understand that they're actually they're getting played. Wow. I yeah. think they're getting played. Oh, absolutely. By the liberal elite, and the liberal elite are, are and a bunch of old white guys. That's what I ironically. Think is, I actually think it's going to come out in 2018. I think uh, we're going to find out that there's somebody because I because I think I mean Lecrae is getting played. Mm. He, he he got I think I think he put a little too much hope into the Gospel Coalition you know Piper circuit and wanted a certain kind of establish you know a certain kind of uh, authority and then, end result album and, sells result whatever and and, and no, I'm not saying <laughs> I don't I don't think that was I, the reason I don't, for I don't his think, album I don't sells, think it was though. just crass materialism or anything I just think it was a certain kind of like he wanted a particular kind of position and then when he started speaking in a certain way he realized he didn't have that kind of position and so now he's looking for it in a different place he's trying to go broader and he's trying to get um, a more broad based position yeah but I but I don't think he realizes that ben, behind that isn't rock solid isn't isn't the authority of jesus christ mm. it's not the authority of of the holy spirit it's 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 a kind of cultural authority that's granted by the cultural elites approval Appro- yeah. their approval but the, the he who gives that kind of authority can take it away yeah right right it's and it's and so but it's and you know what and honestly he should already recognize that right Right. Because it already happened. He, he already, it's already it, been it, taken away from it's him. It's once. already happened, right. Lecrae. Right. He's but, just switching sides on but, this. Yeah. But our authority, Christian authority, does not is not based on what man thinks. That's right. It's not. No. It's not based on the approval of men, right? So Paul it, says over and over again. He says, "If I was seeking the approval of man, why would I be preaching this gospel?" That's yeah. right. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think the the authority that we have is the Word of God. And we're back to the Word of God again, As, it, right? Just, yeah. If the church wants to have authority, then we need to open the Bible. <sighs> We need to read it, and we need to speak from it. We need to stand there on it. That's how you build a house with a firm foundation, and and when the storms come, you don't get blown over. Right, right. And and pastors and pastors need to lead in lead in this authority. You need to read the Bible and say what it says. I've I've said this on the show before. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Yeah, right, right. Doesn't matter. I've said this on the show before. When the David Daldian videos came out, how many pastors actually preached on against abortion? That was a prime time, a prime example for pastors to be able to speak up. You know, on what? an issue that was like in everybody's face. It on, wasn't. On, it wasn't until then. I thought you were crazy for this. I was. It wasn't until then that I had really thought that all churches, all evangelical churches, um, preach on abortion, talk about the importance yeah. of life. I already. I had thought that that was the case, and until you said that, I started going around looking, trying to find somebody who was, and there was a silence. Yeah. It was right. silence from yeah. the mega churches, from yep. the mid churches, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, Gabe is onto something here." Yeah. Right. No one's talking about this. Well, we talked about this before too, but like, what were the pastors speaking up against the slave trade in the Civil War? Yeah, I can't, I can't. I know there were some. I've read, I've read some, yeah, but like, some. I can't dig up. A, that wasn't a, the popular, the popular thing, theme, right. right? You would think it's a Christian where, issue. Where were the pastors preaching <laughs> right. against the the Jim Crow laws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the black codes. You know, where are the pastors preaching right. against abortion? Now, homosexual so, marriage. So you the know? pastors that are preaching about things that are in in the public eye are only preaching about the things that the liberal elites have given them permission to care about. Oh man, you know what? Can I? I okay, that's, that's so, what they're doing. That's right. So, that's right. So Tim Keller had an awful article in the New Yorker. Ha! It was in the New Yorker. Should be your first clue, right? Yeah. Right. Um. 
But, you know, he's talking about this whole evangel- uh, can evangelicalism survive Roy Moore? I think I saw you that. This yeah. Some of yeah, them, yeah. Um, and, and Donald Trump. And, and the, that's the thing is the, the only things he touched were the things that the liberal elite have given us permission to care about. Elite, you know, immigrants, mm-hmm. you can care about the immigrants. Yeah. That's socially acceptable. <clears throat> right. And you can care about racism. Those are the two things that you can care about. Yeah. And then, of course, if you're a little bit more liberal, you can also talk a little bit about how, you know, um, you, you know, protect the rights of transgender and LGBTQ yeah, XYZ right. people. Right. And you can say that in a sort of conservative way that doesn't sort of affirm right, their right, lifestyle, yeah. but yeah, still we don't says want to beat up. But we, right. want, we want to love them and take care of them. Right. Okay. What you're doing is you are bowing down, right, to bail. Right. When that's that's what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Bail says these are the things you can care about. Right. Why does Baal say that? It has nothing to do with God's word. Right. And then Christians run over there and they bow and they say, but you know, the Bible does talk about taking care of the immigrants. Right. Yeah, well, I know that. Yes, of course. Justice there too. Yeah. But, but Tim <laughs> Keller needed to say in that article, if he had any cojones, is abortion is the unjust slaughtering of unborn children that the church also needs to care about. Wow. Yeah. He did not touch that. He needed, <laughs> yeah. to, he needed to say explicitly that sodomy is an abomination to the Lord. Right. He needed to say that. Yep. You so I got, you, I got a new resolu- New Year's resolution for pastors yeah. in 2018. Okay. Is pick the 10 subjects that you're uneasy about and that you know culturally right. is going to be a problem for you to preach on right. and you preach on those issues. You, right. you, you remember uh, and somebody else who's doing the same thing with Keller was doing was, uh, what's his name? Carl Lentz. Oh. Pastor Carl Lentz is not your mama's preacher. He's a leather jacket <laughs> yes, he with is. a bike yes, riding buff hipster who rolls with Who hangs out with Bieber. A-list. Celebrities and sports superstars. He even baptized Justin Bieber in an NBA player's bathtub. What? The Hillsong Millennial Mega Church. He presides him in by the thousands every weekend to hear him spread the word in a way no one's ever heard. We always figure we're gonna reach everybody here. We say from the faceless to the famous. And so that's on the View, and they asked him about abortion. So it's not a sin in your church to have an abortion? Um, that's the kind of conversation we would have. Finding out your story, where you're from, what Work you believe. It. Like, yeah, I mean, God's the judge. People have to live to their own convictions. And I think if oh. I have to tell you, oh. Um, oh. No, that's, oh. such a, that's such a broad question to you me. Just, I'm going, you just denied Jesus higher. Christ. I want to sit with somebody and say, well, where do you believe? Um, so it's I, not an open and shut case with you. Some people would say it is. I, I think to me, I'm trying to teach people who Jesus is first, mm-hmm. find out their story. Before I start picking and choosing what I think is sin in your life, mm-hmm. I'd like to know your name. Oh, see, that's that. Oh, but guess what? Guess what he is allowed to say is bad. One thing that I really want to commend you on is that um, you have been very vocal um, in support of Black Lives Matter and against racism oh, in this country. Okay. And um, while many Christian leaders, in my view, really stayed silent after Charlottesville, <laughs> you did not. You called out President Trump on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, That's because it's um, cool. I yeah. thought that was very brave. And I, and I wondered, did you worry about losing, losing parishioners? And, and also, um, did you get a lot of pushback for that? Yeah, yes. Yes and yes. I think it's my job. I think you guys spoke briefly before about white privilege. I think that I have a double issue with white privilege and preacher privilege because if that's, you're white uh, in this country, you do have a platform. So are, you, are you okay? Pastor pass, pass, yeah, Toby so here is about like, you uh, see preacher, this. Uh, preacher privilege. <laughs> Anybody want to do it? Should I finish playing it? Or can you handle this if no, I finish playing it? Uh, no. That's, <laughs> I've already heard it before and it's preacher uh, privilege. It just gets worse and worse. <laughs> but could you, I mean, so exactly what you were saying. These are the ones that yeah. when they get to talk about right. He's racial be issues. All brave, when all it comes brave. To Trump, it's clear when when you're talking to, when you're talking about things that all the hosts and the audience on the View 
right have approved they're yeah. gonna give you a round of applause about it man mm-hmm. yeah yeah and here's I, what's crazy he was on the breakfast club so i'm part of my job is to go around finding stuff like this yeah. he's on the breakfast club acting all brody you said that trendsetters and moguls and true pioneers would never really accept it or appreciate it in their time ever ever and they never will be we live in a culture where everybody is desperate to be approved of mm-hmm. you can't change all that hand clapping on the view <laughs> sound like a lot of approval to me oh my god he got a lot of approval from the view and the public and the world yeah, on how right. he talks about trump okay, but, that, and how he works through abortion now, you, know what, you know what this is called guys this is Phariseeism. Mm. That's what oh, this is. Wow. It's Pharisee. Yeah, this is right, just what right. Pharisees do, right? Yeah. So Pharisees talk about how brave they are, right? How brave they are and how hard it is right. to be to be godly, right? Right. That's right. And and meanwhile, they aren't doing a damn thing, right? Mm. That's right. Right. And I said that on purpose, right? Go ahead. Pat. Send me an email. <laughs> Send, me, Send an email. me an email. And, right? it, and it's true, and you can but, see it in our culture because but, our, but we're making no headway. Th- this, this, this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's vile, mm-hmm. and it's it's why we're in the predicament that we're in, right? It, it's disgusting, and and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm getting more and more mad as I, as so, I think so about let's, it. Let's, 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 we didn't do a show last oh. week, so I'm running a little longer. some more things to say. I know you do, but I want to go. I want to turn. Just a little bit. Let's do it. And and I want to kind of start the conversation off. And look, you can send us a memo at CrossPolitik if you have some answers to this. But in 2018, it's not enough to just be dot, dot, dot. Okay. You, you can send us, while you're thinking about that, you can send us a memo and we'll play it on the air in 2018. But I think we need to think about this a little bit as we go into the new year. Okay. So in 2018, it's not enough to. It's not enough to say you're a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show me. Show me where you're going to stand with Jesus and be hated by the world. Mm. Right? Show me. Where are you going to be hated by the world? Where, where are the enemies that you're going to love? Mm. Right? What are the, who are the enemies that you have that you're going to do good to? You right? just kind of summed up my whole list. I had a little list, but you kind of you, summed you it up. I, if, I, if you're I, not, if you don't stand with Jesus in a way that makes the world hate you, there is so much. It should be so easy, actually. Mm. Right? You, where's your list of the people who hate you mm. because you stand with Jesus? Really stand with Jesus. And then do them good. Okay. Love them. Yeah, I think I think similarly. In 2018, it's not enough to. I think it's similar to what Toby was saying. It's, it's, you can't it's, cheat like that. You got to come up with your own. It's not enough to be comfortable. You can't, you can't, we can't be comfortable Christians for, I mean, I have a friend um, uh, who. Is it a big company? Um, I'm not going to get any much more detail there, but like he told me, I like those kind of friends. Yeah, yeah. He told me that I'm uh, like no one knows he's a Christian. He's been working there for you know five years, six years, whatever it is, and no one knows he's a Christian. And and he said I want people to know, but if I come out, my company supports gay pride parades. My company going to cause some problems. It's going to cause. It's going to cause some problems. It's yeah. going to cost you. And we yeah. need and we need to recognize that that's where we have gotten. Is that this? Like Jesus talks in the Gospels about losing family, and mm-hmm. houses, and fields, yep. right? And and we read that and we think, oh, that was back in the Bible days, right? Right. We got iPhones. We don't need that <laughs> anymore. Back, back in the Bible days. <laughs> no. Um, hey, my Christian profile on Facebook, it's 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 there. People were that were were there. Yeah. You no. know, it, it, if if you if you come out, it is a fact that there are many people who might lose their jobs. Yeah. That's in right. 2018, it's not enough to just buy cross-politic coffee. 
<laughs> you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to laugh and you're going to have to feast mm. for the glory of God. It's not enough. It's not enough to be post mill in 2018. <laughs> That's right. You're going to have to actually get your hands dirty. You right. can't just assent to an, a, 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 an idea. You're going to have to commit your life right. to it, your work to it. I like that. I like that. When you said it earlier, when you, when you read that to me earlier, I was, I was trying to figure out, connect the dots. But yeah, it's not enough to be post mill. You got to live this. So you got to live this though, and this ties into everything we've been saying. But yeah. if if you're gonna if you're gonna follow Christ, you're gonna take up your cross and follow Him. Then take up your cross and believe that that's the way that Jesus is conquering this world. Amen. Right. You you stand with Christ. You you suffer with Christ. You take the hatred that the world has for Christ, and you do so by feasting and laughing. Yes. Right. You, yes. you do it in joy. Jesus says when they when they hate you, when they slander you, when they fire you, That's when right. they malign you, when all these things, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to rejoice, rejoice. and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward Come in on heaven. Now, preach. For so they persecuted the prophets who came before you, right? Yes, yeah, right. Oh, um, so that's 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 exactly right. It's not enough to be post millennial. Live it. Live it. Live it. Believe it. Show it. Get get some blood on the street. Get some get some blood in the game, right? I mean, is, is this is That's is right. it true or not? That's, come on now. Are we going to win or not? What do you want to see resurrected? That's where you're going to have to go die yet. Amen. That's where you're going to have to say, I'm going to die here because right. you know that those who give those li- your life in that way, you're right. going to be resurrected and God's right. going to save that thing. Right. And also on my list, it's not enough to teach your children the standard. You need to teach your children to love, love the standard. Yeah. Man, I'm working on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm seriously like working on that. And everything I do is like, I don't want to just teach them to yeah. about the law of god i don't want to teach him to love the law right. of god yeah i don't want to teach him to do good things i want to teach him to love right. to do those things for the name of jesus because when right. they because when they love it they love it they you don't need to be there standing there reminding that's them. right because they love they it. love that right that so they love that so um uh, c.s lewis says in god in the dock um he says the previous generation teaches the current generation and so you have a generation that's been educated, that's been told how to think, been told what to think, been told how to live your life, all that stuff was taught by the previous generation. And so it's unavoidable. And it's a very simple, it's a very simple thing here. The previous generation teaches the current generation and it and the fruit is right in front of us. Yeah. Right? And so teaching your kids to love, the previous generation teaches your kids to love what's in front of you. Teach your kids to love the gospel. Teach your kids to love your own your own um, likes and, and desires, and, yeah, and, and a key and, and a key part of that is that you've got to love it yourself. Right. I was going to say right. that was my next thing. My next <laughs> you, thing was you need to love the standard. You can't just yeah. stand there saying you love it. No, no, you love it, son. You love it, daughter. You have to be there loving it. Here's, uh, here's a crust. One one of the things <laughs> that love I'm, it in front of them. You guys yeah. had uh, Pastor Wilson at your church teaching a parenting. It was a parenting oh, yeah. conference. Oh, that was good. Yeah, and was one small. of the things that, that he said that struck me, he was like, "I can tell you all kinds of things to do that won't help you." If you yourself are not in love with the things you want your kids to do. Yeah. <laughs> and right. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> He's like, you have to love this. You have to be. The- your kids yeah. are learning from you doing. Right. They're learning from your joy. It's not. Don't tell your kids, hey, go clean up the table. Right. Clean up the table with your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like love it, doing it. Making right. it and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yes. Okay. I'm with that. I'm with that. Mm. What, on my list, too, is it's not enough to. In 2018, it's not enough to preach the gospel. We need to be making disciples. Mm. I am watching so much of Christianity fail at thinking that if I preach the gospel, I'm done. No, no, no. The gospel requires that you make disciples. That means having them over for dinner. That means not letting them get away from you. Yeah. 
they can't run from you. You're everywhere. Right. right. And that means getting in the word. Get it, absolutely. And, and, and walking through all the things that you can think of that they're going to face. And you got to talk to them about this is what the Bible says about this. That's this right. is why we we do it this way. This it, is what God says about this. Yeah. And you got to, and you got to spend a but lot you of time. Bible. You got to spend a lot of time with them and you got to get in the word with them and you got to talk it through. But, yeah. but here's the thing with that too, is a lot of um, churches forget that the first disciples they need to be working on is their own kids. Uh, oh, 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 oh. I got, yeah. We're back. We're back right, right again. Glory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Well, what already, do you mean by that? Cause it you, starts with baptism, right? If you ain't discipling your own children, you're already failing. Yeah. The church is going to be as successful as your own kids in the faith are you know right, can right? i get, can i just take out for a second this the fact that it's going to be hard for me to do i'm a pedo baptist pedo communion guy but i'm gonna just take that back and walk that back for a second at what age at what age when your kids tell you that they believe in jesus christ are you willing to believe that at what age at when does it become true how old do they have to be Let's just say your two-year-old comes up to you and you've been discipling your child for the last two years, teaching praying, them, a, praying, praying with your kid, having them do conferences, singing songs, singing songs yeah. and, and they come up to you and I'm like, you know what, dad? I love Jesus. Right. I believe in Jesus. I, I trust Jesus for my salvation. Do you believe that? Yeah. Just for a second. I, let's right. not talk about the pedo. Right. I'm asking you, do you believe when your kids tell you that they love Jesus that the God has begun to answer your prayers right. and regenerated their heart to the point that they love Jesus. And the thing to get is that that two-year-old's profession of faith is biblically speaking, every bit as legitimate as Absolutely. some 25 or 35-year-old person. Without any equivocation. Right? Without any right? equivocation. Otherwise, you are, you are, you are um, bringing to the table other assumptions. According to the Bible, out of the mouths of uh, yep, babes uh, yep, and right. nursing infants, God has ordained strength, right? Amen. Um, that that's out of their mouths. David says he trusted in God at his mother's breast, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus says, "Let the little children come to me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven." And unless you become a little child yourself, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, mm. right? He makes their profession of faith, their their profession of faith in Jesus, the standard. Yes, right. You got to become right. like them. Yeah. Right. It's not that they have to grow up and become like us in terms of profession of faith, in terms we of have to become faith. Like, they we believe have, it. We have to believe like they do. If your kid comes up to you and says, daddy, I love you. You don't go and start acting like a Baptist. You act like a Presbyterian. I know you do, baby. And I love you too. <laughs> right. you, a Baptist says, oh, I, I, I hope do that's true. Do you really? Do you, do you, do you, do you know what no, no, love no, no, no. means? No, no, no. Right. Every parent, when it comes to how their child <laughs> loves them is a Presbyterian. Yeah. They believe it. Yeah. They know it's true. They know it's true. You know, and they know that as time goes on, they will know them more and love them more. They know that they love what they know about them at this point. Right. And as the relationship thickens, they, that love will grow and mature right. and sprout right. to something you, beautiful. You water that faith. You water that faith. And it's your job to do right. that. Or if you're not watering it, you're discouraging it. Ooh. You are causing yeah, right. little ones to stumble. That's right. dangerous. Right? That's right. Jesus, Jesus says uh, something about a millstone around somebody's neck. Look, I'm just going to make this right now. 2018 resolution, baptize your babies. <laughs> and, and you know what? And here's the thing. Not just that. I, that's kind of, I'm funny with that sometimes. But what I mean by that is right. disciple right. your children. Right. Right. Teach them to love right. Jesus right. and love Jesus and, and, more than them. And, and, fl- and on the flip side, I mean, I grew up Pedo-Baptist. And so I'm going to come at it from the other side. It's not enough just to baptize your baby. In 2018, it's not enough 
just to baptize, just to your, baptize baby. your baby. You got to disciple them. Come on, because because I know on the other side, people start th- they they fall into an apathy on the other side and be yeah, like, "Well, true. I got him baptized, didn't I?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, but are you discipling him? Yeah. Right. Does he know what that baptism means? Does he love Jesus? Is he confessing his sins? Right? Does, does, are you encouraging that faith in her? Man, you know what? Okay, right? I'm, I wasn't going to do this. We, we're, since we're going on this anyway, and we haven't ended the segment, I just have to... 2016, I came up with resolutions for my kids and families and stuff, and I have another list. Oh, my phone's working right. I'm trying to get to it. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You, you were saying... Okay. No, I'm just... Do, I'm do just, we need to fill this in? I'm just, I'm just saying that it's, it's both ways, because... There's, there's some right. you got the Baptist brothers that you know are saying I'm not sure I'm not sure and you got you got the Presbyterian you got, brothers you got are, presumptuous yeah. Presbyterians on the other hand yep and I'm, I baptize my kids they right. go to Sunday school the part of the church, choir the, yeah, whatever right. and it's like but but brother are you discipling them mm. right. are you teaching are, are, are you Jesus? teaching them to love Jesus um you know I I I do you know we're, I'm part of a paid Baptist church and the vast majority of my members are paid Baptists though there are a few Baptists um in my in my church um. But I love it when I have a, a couple come in who are, they, they believe in infant baptism, but they come in and they'll be like, Pastor, remind me again, why, why are we supposed to baptize our baby? Mm. And you know, the first thing I do, I look at them and I say, thank you. Yeah, right. Thank you for loving Jesus, loving your children, and not just going, just, just, not just check, checking, checking box. boxes. Right. Thank you for right. caring right. about the truth. Praise God for that. And you know, and sometimes I need to reassure them some, and you know, and and so on, and I want to encourage them, but but nevertheless, I I so much prefer that to this. Uh, I think what is oftentimes a sort of just you know, um, you just put it in autopilot. Yeah. And and I you know I baptize my baby and I send them to to Sunday school and I send them to the Christian school yeah. and oh, I, absolutely. and I, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just checked out and, right. and and it's like no you you that's not how you make disciples. No, no, absolutely. We we need we need the vigilance. Of our Baptist brothers, well, and, and we the faith of the Presbyterians. <laughs> Come on, now. Right? Well, and I will say this: some of my Baptist brothers do far better job of discipling their kids than some of my Presbyterian brothers that I've seen. Yeah, I know because they're, they're more nervous. I think, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's because of the doubt. Yeah, they right, want right, their kids right. so much to become nervous, a Christian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. we need rather we need to be we need to be Have, driven by faith. Come on now, and right. that faith needs to make us more vigilant. Right. So not a fearful vigilance, a faithful vigilance. Yeah, so on my right. on my list of 2018 of things that are like eighteen. 2018. Okay. Okay. 18. So 2017, yeah. I did this last year. Okay. Right? Yeah, I okay. did this every year. Remember, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. talked about it where I said I wanted to love my, spend more time with my family, and I wanted to love them more. I wanted to yeah. serve them more. Guys, I can tell you right now, I worked hard at serving my family this past year. It has revolutionized my family. Mm. Wow. It has been a blessing. I have been way more tired. I have been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exhausted yeah. in doing this, and I've seen such great fruit from it. And yeah. I'm telling you, if you if you can, if I could just leave one thing with you. 2018, make it your goal to serve your family in every way and serve hard. So here's here's my list of things that I was thinking about that I want to do for 2018 or that I'm concerned about for 2018 with my family, which is, do my kids know how much I love Jesus? Do they know that I pray for them? Do they know how mm. much I love their mother? Do they know how much I love the church? Do they love the church? Do they know they are part of the covenant? Do they know what that means to be a part of the covenant? Do they know that all disputes in my home are handled in the light of scripture? Amen. Do they know who God is and not just the catechism question? Do they love God's standard? Have I worked hard to create a family discipleship in my home? I'll I'll just keep going down my list. You guys interrupt anytime. Um, Am I praying and reading the word of God with my wife on a consistent basis? Mm. Am I fasting and praying for my family and my church? Uh, One of the things that hit me this year is that I need to do more of denying myself 
for to see God's work and, and the power of the Holy Spirit to work in my life and family. I want to be a beacon. When I, we go somewhere, we're in a, an environment, I want them to say, that family, boy, they just, woo. Mm, you yeah, know, right. I, I want that to happen. Um, are my children seeing the fruit of the gospel in our home? Do they like being a part of our family? Those are the things that, you know, yeah. those are kind of the things that and I'm the, thinking about. And the thing that's great about all that, I mean, uh, is that this, so discipleship doesn't just happen. <laughs> Come right. on. Now. Right. right. This, disi- it's you know, not an online in, program. In, in order to teach, yeah. uh, to make disciples. Good, good discipleship. Yeah. Good discipleship. I mean. Doesn't just happen. Right. You are always discipling. You're always discipling. You are. T- something is being discipled. <laughs> so, right. Something is getting ingrained. Come in on them. now. Yeah. What is it? What? That's it's not. Right. It's not whether, but which. That's, yeah, right. that's right. And, um, but. And that means you have to be thoughtful about it. Yes. Um, and, and then recognize, of course, after you've been thoughtful about it, you need to cry out for mercy and grace to be dumped over oh. all of it. You can make the list oh. and check it twice. And if the Holy Spirit doesn't come and the Holy Spirit this, doesn't fill it and, and light it on fire. That's why praying and fasting is a part of this right. for me. It's That's like right. on my knees, Lord. Right. You know, I, yeah. I realized when I was back in Minneapolis with my charismatic brothers and sisters, there is a diligence and them actively seeking after God to do something that I realized I lost in becoming reformed. Right. And, and you well, know what I mean? And it's, it's the same principle I was talking about earlier with the Baptists and the Presbyterians. Yeah. And sort of the vigilance and the, and, the, and, 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 and the faith, combining those things, think you can say the same thing about the reformed and the, maybe the charismatic. Absolutely. Where Absolutely. We, we, yeah. we, we ought to pray like charismatics. Yeah. And, and, we, and we ought to teach like the reformed. And have faith like charismatics. Amen. We want to teach... Um, the, and mine the riches of scripture. Amen. Right? Dig it, dig down deep and, and pull it out. Um, teach it every day when you when rise up and when you go lay down and when Amen. you walk by the way. Amen. And then you want to be praying over all of it. Amen. Recognizing that unless the Holy Spirit comes and builds this house, we're laboring in vain. Amen. So I've been, I've been reading through, um, Second Corinthians this, uh, uh, this break. This has just been my book I've been reading through and I, it, I it started um, or me thinking about Second Corinthians actually started from the class Toby I took from you last year okay. on preaching. Yeah, uh, I remember and that. You remember that? I yeah, and, out. and you dropped out. <laughs> to- Knox dropped out because he was loving his family. I but was, uh, second, but <laughs> thank you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not holding the beginning of the show against me. Yeah. Second Corinthians is kind of that hidden book in the New Testament. Oh man, because you always read First Corinthians and then yeah. you kind of. Die out on Second Corinthians. Stop paying attention as much to Second Corinthians. But there's just so much richness, and this kind of actually, I think, kind of ties the whole show together um, because we we're talking about how pastors need to preach and not be shy on certain topics, and they right. and how cops need to lay their life down for um, for their citizens and be willing to be shot first, and and then how fathers need to um, lead their families and disciple their families. Well, Paul's basically laying out this whole argument on what it looks like to be a pastor. And a pastor who lays his life down and takes the hit for his sheep. Mm. And he says, and, he, and this is in um, chapter four, but chapter three and chapter four is just powerful. And he says that, um, you know, we're this earthen vessel. And that, and that, and that in this earthen vessel that I, I, I pray and I ask that the excellence of the power of God would be, um, be come from God and not from us. And then he says, um, skipping down, he says, so then death is working in us, but life in you. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is, that's the gospel. Oh. And that's what fatherhood looks like. That's what right. being a cop looks like. Right. That's what being a pastor looks like is that when you die, right. there's, you better there's, preach, brother. there's life, right. Come on, Nick. there's life that abounds in your people. Mm. Right. And then he says, Come he, on, he ends right here. He says, for all things are for your sakes, right? Mm. That grace having spread through the many 
may cause thanksgiving to abound right. to the glory of God. Right. Mm. He says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, right? So that the power will not be of us, but of God. And I always think of the Gideon story, right? What do you do with those earthen vessels? You break them. They get broken open and the light shines forth. Right. And that's how you get the enemies of God on the run, right? Mm. You know, the thousands and thousands of Midianites that run away from 300, you know, yep. 300, yep. 300 of Gideon's men, right? They, you break those earthen vessels. If we have 300 faithful men of God, you know, willing to lay their lives down for their families and mm. their businesses in the public square, in the churches, when that light shines forth, I mean, we're going to get broken and, and it's going to be hard. But if we do that in faith, if there's we believe, there's resurrection and, so, that, and that life, that light will drive back the darkness. So I think of Deacon Stephen, when he was broken, what happened? His face literally shined Shines. when he was, when rocks were right. being thrown on him, right? He was shining. And then even as Christians... And it was a New Testament shine. It was a New Testament glory. Yeah, and even as they're, they're scattering from Jerusalem, and what does it say that they're doing? Everywhere they go, they're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Mm. Right? What looks like maybe them being driven away yes, is actually yeah. the way that the Holy Spirit is, <laughs> is, is pushing them out into the world. Come on, Amen. preacher. Right? Amen. Yes. To fill the earth with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amen. 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 It's, Extended it's, uh, cross politic. Oh, man. Well, it's offering time. Happy 2018, you guys. Amen. If God's been good to you, <laughs> go ahead and stop at crosspolitic.com. Get yourself some of this good coffee, some cross politic socks, <laughs> t shirt, or a hoodie or two. If you're black, don't wear the hoodie out in front of the police. Um, <laughs> We just want to thank you for listening to Cross Politic this year. It's been a lovely year. God is blessing us through you. Yeah, thanks so much. And we want to thank you yeah, and we ask you to keep praying for Cross Politic as we move forward in the year of 2018. Be sure to love your wives. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. This is Cross Politic. Get some good coffee. Hey man, that yeah. sounds good. That coffee was, was good. Really-